Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Thursday, August 18th. We are live again. Uh, Twice in one week. I know. <laughs> talking about uh, church music today and how does music serve the church? How does it serve the word? Uh, I'm excited because we have two fantastic church musicians. Yes. Um, one right here in our very own building, which I'm excited <laughs> to, uh, to talk with, and one in Texas because we love church musicians in Texas as well. So very excited uh, for that conversation this morning. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for supporting the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us on the phone this morning, Benjamin Kologi. He's a member of Faith Lutheran Church in Plano, Texas, and a very active church organist and composer, regular guest for us on church music topics here. Also author of Joyful Singing, a story of Texas Lutheran music. Benjamin, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Thanks for having me again. I am excited to chat with you, and also along with uh, here in the studio, the Reverend Sean Denzer. He's Director of Worship for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, and our chaplain to us here at the International Center. Good morning, Chaplain Denzer. Great to be on with you guys today. It helps if I turn on your microphone. <laughs> it's even greater to be on with you today. Now you can hear me. Yeah, it's <laughs> helpful. The joys of live. Um, it is. It, it, so why do we have church musicians joining us this morning? Because there's a fun little conference coming up in the near future. And I say little because it started off, I think, as a little idea. And then I don't uh, think it's going to be very little. It's after not going to be very little because <laughs> it's such a great topic. So, Benjamin, tell us, where did this idea for this conference coming up? Um, what is it? September 8th through the 10th in Austin, Texas at St. Paul, I believe. Where did the idea for this begin? Yeah, sure. So it, it is uh, September 8th through September 10th. It's a Thursday to Saturday at St. Paul Lutheran in Austin, and is, the title of it is In Service to the Gospel Through Word and Music. And uh, Jonathan Mueller, the minister of music there, and uh, Brian Wolf Mueller have put together a really great conference. But you asked about the background, and I think the background is really important. Uh, because for many years, Concordia University in Austin, became Concordia University, Texas, offered a summer church music workshop. This was like from the late 80s to um, about 2007. And then things changed. Those summer church music workshops were no longer offered. And so the church where I was at the time here in North Texas, um, I decided we would offer them uh, kind of to replace this uh, these events which are so, so great for networking and learning and fellowship so we offered them every other year from 2006 to 2016 and i was really intentional about bringing in theologians and musicians both uh they who could both appeal to and bring together clergy and parish musicians and their uh, seemingly sometimes contradictory concerns, which really are not. I mean, we have the same goals. Uh, but through the years, we brought in uh, lecturers like Carl Schock, John Banky, Jim Brower from the seminary, Richard Resch, uh, Charles Orr, Uwe Simonetto, uh, Will Whedon, and, and among others. And, uh, and uh, you know, things changed there, too, and I'm no longer there. I took a new appointment. And so I've been uh, very thrilled that St. Paul and Austin has kind of 
uh, decided to take on this leadership of continuing this conference. Um, they put together one in the fall of 2017, and then uh, things happened, you know, with the pandemic. And uh, we, we want this conference to be kind of a welcome back to church musicians and to pastors. Um, it's it's for part-time musicians, full-time musicians, pastors, lay people, anybody who's interested in church music, um, both both um, from a theological perspective and from a practical perspective. So I'm really thrilled that this uh, conference is going to go on next month. This sounds like such an amazing opportunity for theologians, church musicians, uh, to to just look at church music, why we have church music, what the, the purpose of it is. And I want to ask both of you a question, or at least give both of you a chance to answer this. What is uh, or what role should music play in church services? You mentioned that uh, church musicians and pastors sometimes have different or, or some uh, seemingly <laughs> contradictory uh, ways of going about things, but in service to the same goal. So what, what role does music play in church services? Uh, Chaplain, you can go first. <laughs> yeah, Paul says in Colossians chapter 3 that the word of Christ is to dwell in us richly. And he specifically says uh, that we should encourage and admonish and teach one another by singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So uh, I think that really is the touchstone passage for us as Lutherans to say church music is all about proclaiming the gospel. Uh, and for, for pastors like myself uh, to have a church musician who is echoing in uh, rich harmony from the balcony, everything that is being preached from the pulpit, everything that's being heard from the chancel, uh, this is the goal, and this is a beautiful image. Uh, this is this is the way that the Lutheran Church has always approached music, that uh, that that we want to just have uh, God's word flooding our ears at all times in beautiful and excellent ways, uh, ways that dig down into our memory. And so I, I totally agree. Uh, as I talk with church musicians and pastors, I can see the tensions that uh, sinners working together can sometimes bring. <laughs> uh, but uh, but I want to always encourage them to, to work together and to see, just like uh, 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 Cantor Kolochi said, uh, that we're aiming at exactly the same place, and uh, and to borrow the music uh, music uh, analogy, we're singing in harmony. We certainly ought to be, and uh, and it's a it's a wonderful thing when you have both a pastor and a church musician who are working together to let this word dwell richly in us. I didn't think about it. I should be addressing him as Cantor Kologi, and that's way more fun to say. That is oh, yeah. way more fun. <laughs> <laughs> ben, how about you? What's it, what are your thoughts on the, um, the the role that music should play in church services, whether it's prayer services, divine service? What role should music play? Sure. I, I can't articulate it much better than Pastor Denzer did, but you know, music is a handmaid to the gospel. Music, um, music uh, serves what the gospel, it helps communicate the gospel. And I, I think one of the... One of our motivations for a conference such as this at St. Paul was to, number one, to to allow church musicians and pastors to see that our goal is the same. We're communicating the gospel. There is some some there's an evangelical component to this, which is very important. But from a practical perspective, like I'm an organist, so I, I studied organ performance. Right, I, I enjoy that sort of thing. Um, but being a sacred musician is about 
subsuming your personality into the service of the gospel and what you're um, communicating. And so a conference is like this where we'll talk about how to be better organists, how to be better choir directors, um, to hone our craft so that we do things beautifully and excellently. But in so doing, our our personality is not what comes through. Um, you know, our personalities are important. I mean, uh, we have our own musicality, and God gives us that, and that's okay. But they must never uh, hinder our expression of the gospel. So I, I, I'm sure uh, pastors have their own concerns when it comes to preaching and delivering the liturgy and that sort of thing. But, you know, from my perspective as an organist, it's always, how does, how does my music, how does my organ playing communicate the gospel in a way that my personality doesn't kind of get in the way? And it, it's a big challenge to us, and it's one of the things that we'll address at this conference. I want to dig into that a little bit more. What are some of the the ways that that might manifest when uh, when we get a little bit too into our own wants and needs and musical styles and desires? And where does that kind of go wrong, or where, where does where does that those where do those attempts kind of fail when we t- start to put ourselves too much into what we want in a church service? I think it's very easy just for people to become the center. We we see people all the time. We don't see our Lord Jesus Christ, and we don't hear His word anywhere except in the church. Usually among Christians, uh, so so it's it's natural to think whoever's up front or whoever's uh, doing the, the the great music that it's all about them. But I found as a pastor, you know, it's very difficult when people come out of the service and say "great service, pastor." I don't know what that means. And I also don't know what it means sometimes when they say "great sermon," even. Uh, It's nice if they tell me what it is, but what I would love for people, I mean, what I love best is when they come out and they say, wow, uh, that is such a great passage of scripture, or I can't believe Christ did that, what was in the gospel today. You know, they're talking about my sermon, but they're not talking about what I did. They're talking about what Christ did. That's exactly what I made me to do. I've always found the same thing with church musicians, right? They're happiest. Not when people come out and say, man, you are so good. You've, you've practiced so long. You're such an amazing, talented person, right? (laughs) Uh, But when you come out and say, oh, I love that hymn. We should sing that again, Cantor. Yes. <laughs> and I think they're delighted to hear that, too. Then they've really done their craft well. Ben, how about you? Yeah. How, how do you guard against that? Yeah, go ahead. And and, and I agree. And from a, from an organist perspective, you know, I, I want to bring out the text of the hymn or a text of an anthem, the text of the liturgy, which, again, brings the importance of of singing good texts, you know, singing biblical scriptural hymn texts, of which the Lutheran Church has so many. But it's my job to elucidate that, and in a way to preach that text that's already there, maybe in a different manner than the pastor is from the pulpit, but, you know, the organist and the choir master, they have great, they really have great power to shape how the message is presented. And I think it's human nature to to want to shape that toward our own ends. And I think we as church musicians, and I'm sure this is true for pastors too, always have to be reminding ourselves why we're doing this. Because, you know, we practice, we rehearse. I had an hour and a half rehearsal with my choir last night. You know, we had a great time, but it was a lot of work. I'm going later to practice for Sunday and work on Bach and things, and it takes a lot of work. And it's really easy for us musicians to get caught up in that. It's like, I'm doing a lot of work. This, this Bach is going well today. This anthem is going well today. And all of that is important because excellence and beauty in our hymnody and liturgy is really of utmost importance. 
but we always need to remind ourselves we're communicating our gospel, the gospel. And as church musicians, we need to elucidate the text of the hymns and the, the glory and the Celsus, the Sanctus, the Agnus Dei, these wonderful historic texts we have. If our music is elucidating that well, it's going to communicate uh, to our people. And we always need to keep that first and foremost in our minds. And how do we do that? By encouraging, going to conferences with one another <laughs> and uh, and learning together alongside one another, learning from one another as well. And we're going to learn more about this conference coming up in just a moment right here on the Coffee Hour. Today, we're talking with Benjamin Kloji, member of Faith Lutheran Church in Plano, Texas, active organist, composer, author of Joyful Singing, a story of Texas Lutheran music, which I want to talk about that in just oh, a moment, yes. too. And the chaplain, uh, the chaplain, the chaplain, the, chaplain. <laughs> the Reverend Sean Denzer, director of worship for the Lutheran Church. Church, Missouri Synod, and chaplain to us here at the IC. We'll continue the conversation right here on the Coffee Hour in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. What do you think of when you hear the word college? Expensive? Liberal? Woke? Imagine a college that is affordable. A college that is unapologetically conservative and Lutheran. A college that won't take a dime of federal funding. A college that teaches the best of our Western heritage. A college where students grow in the Christian faith instead of leaving it behind. This is Luther Classical College. A college by Lutherans and for Lutherans. Visit our website, lutherclassical.org. Subscribe, become a patron, and join the thousands who are making Luther Classical College a reality. For nearly a century, God in His perfect grace has allowed KFUO to broadcast the good news of Christ for you. Listen to this good news each week during on-air worship services and receive God's gifts in His Word. This Sunday morning, join us for services from Trinity Lutheran Church in Jeff City at 8 a.m. and Lord of Life Lutheran Church in Chesterfield, Missouri at 10.30 a.m. Also Bible study from St. Paul's Lutheran Church in DePere, Missouri at 9.30. Listen to Christ for you on Sunday morning worship on KFUO. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with Benjamin Kloji, a member of Faith Lutheran Church in Plano, Texas, author of Joyful Singing, a story of Texas Lutheran music. And we're also talking with Sean Denzer. He's a chaplain for the LCMS International Center and director of worship for the LCMS. Uh, before we went to break, we just mentioned briefly, uh, Benjamin, your book, um, Joyful Singing, a story of Texas Lutheran music. I want to talk about that briefly, and then we'll get back to the conference. <laughs> Why Joyful sure. Singing and Lutheran music in Texas? Yes. I love it. All right. Brief synopsis. Well, I, I, I wrote the book because nobody really thinks about Lutheran music in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, and, and as I researched and wrote the book, I, I really figured out that was why. You know, Texas is a very, um, in the, I, I learned why that is, that is, I should say. And Texas is a very independent place. They've always thought for themselves. They've always kind of been disconnected from the other coasts. They haven't been the Southwest. They haven't been the South. And in so doing, Texas has just kind of formed its own culture. And I was really curious as to how that is manifest in sacred music in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod. And, of course, early in Texas, the synods kind of went 
churches went between synods and conferences right and left. So um, you have to kind of take that with a grain of salt. But our our first LCMS representatives in Texas were the Wends, who came um, from Silesia in 1854 and settled down in Serban, Texas. And uh, the surrounding communities, and, and some of your listeners might have heard of Jan Killian, who was their pastor, their leader. And he actually wrote a book, uh, wrote a, well, wrote a songbook, and we'll, we'll not call it a hymnal, in 1846 called Joyful Singing, which is uh, what gave me the uh, title for this book. But it was a, a book about the when seeking religious freedom, the ability to to communicate the gospel, to have, to preach the gospel in the service without rationalist orientation and uh, interference from the government, which is essentially why they came to Texas, which is different than some of the other immigrant groups. They came to Texas um, for economic reasons, and I guess they wanted to settle in the whole country because it's just beautiful. But the women's people came because they had, they really did have, they wanted to practice their Lutheran faith. And so this book is, it starts there, um, the hymnody that they sang, how they, how the church music in Texas related to, say, Walter's music um, in St. Louis, uh, and then of course the development of churches, pipe organs in Texas, which is interesting to me, um, the development of Concordia College in Austin, uh, which kind of was very different from the other Concordias, um, and then I kind of conclude the book with. Uh, a thumbnail sketch of the sacred music vocation in Texas, although that really relates to the vocation in the in the Lutheran Church, sacred music in general. Um, just talking about full-time musicians, part-time musicians, how churches prioritize music these days, and how that relates to the past. So I, I hope this actually will be an interesting book for anyone, whether whether they're from Texas or not. I'm certainly interested. I really want to know all this history now. It sounds super interesting. Is there one more question that we'll get back to the conference? Is there is there any Wendish Texan Lutheran sacred music that is familiar to us today? Do you have any examples you can give us? Um, you'll have to read the book. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's no, fair. Nice. I, I, nice. I, no, that's that, that's not that's not a fair answer. Um, the, 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 in, interestingly, the Wendish culture kind of became uh, absorbed into the German culture in Texas. So, you know, these days in Serban, for example, where Killian settled in 1854, and the, the, the he settled with Germans and Wends, for for example, and they were always fighting with one another. You know, they wanted their language, they wanted their style of singing, which is very different. The Wendish always preferred the um, isometric style of singing. So the A Mighty Fortress that goes, A Mighty Fortress is... The Wends always preferred that. So I guess I could say, when you sing that version of A Mighty Fortress today, the Wends would be proud of you. But the the Wendish culture was kind of subsumed by the German in the area, Mm -hmm. and the Germans saying, a mighty fortress is our God. And of course, they actually had a split. The church split um, down in Serban because they couldn't agree on which was the right version of these sort of hymns to sing. That's not the only example. Um, but they, they took their hymnody very seriously. Wow. Clearly. All right. 
See, these are the great things that you learn when uh, uh, when church musicians, pastors come together. You learn about our history and how we can learn from our history. All right, Chaplain Denzer, what are some of the things we're going to learn at the uh, the upcoming conference, September eighth through tenth? I know you have a list right in front of you of some of the things you might be presenting <laughs> on. I'm I'm very excited actually about what everybody else is presenting on. I don't think I get to go to hear them, but uh, so I mean we have everything here, which is really nice. So we've got Tim Shoemaker's going to present on organ playing and technique, which is great for all our organists. We've got uh, uh, Dr. Ochterberg uh, talking about the voice, and uh, frankly, I'd love to go to that one myself. And uh, and one I think is very uh, useful, and increasingly so in our time, is uh, Elizabeth Grimpo is going to speak on the use of the piano for accompanying congregational singing, uh, which is great. Uh, the way our hymns are usually written out is ideal for four-part singing or for playing on the organ, uh, but some adjustment on the piano is very helpful to make the piano uh, play in its idiomatic style and still accompany the congregation as best as that instrument can. So I'm excited to have her speaking in a couple ways. Uh, in a, look, all the sectionals are two-to-one uh, ratio music to theology, so that's good for our church musicians. I'm glad <laughs> to see that too. And uh, I suppose the thing I'm most excited about is uh, the services. I mean, uh, to get together with fellow Lutherans, to be singing together, to have some of the best church musicians around to help lead us, how could that be better? And uh, I'm looking forward to hearing preaching on the, the canticles of the New Testament, uh, which are so beautiful and so central to our life as the church, and especially as church musicians. We'll let these church musicians, I mean, we'll have a chance to hear preaching on it, which I don't, don't think happens very often. Mm-hmm. And Ben, I see that there's a hymn festival. Do you know anything about this? Right. So um, Jonathan Mueller invited me to play the hymn festival on Friday night, and we structured that around the Nunc Dimittis. Uh, and, and actually, I, I, to be honest, I, I, I sort of structured it, well, I did, around, not sort of, I really did, <laughs> around the three Lucan canticles of the uh, Benedictus and the Magnificat and then the Nunc Dimittis. And to kind of, and Jonathan, uh, and um, Brian Wolfmuller is going to preach on these canticles and just kind of get into them. And I think uh, through music, you know, it is a way that music can preach along with um, actual preaching, uh, hymnody and uh, choral music. So I'm very excited about this hymn festival. And if, and if anybody doesn't know, the, the organ at St. Paul is one of the most beautiful in uh, a Lutheran church in Texas. I've played several hymn festivals there before, and it's always just such a wonderful place to play. And I would, I would um, second Pastor Denzer's commendation of the rhythm of worship. We have matins and evening prayer. And um, this, this, it's, it's kind of like living in community for a short two days, you know, a worshiping community. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that as well. You mentioned a little bit about our hosts, St. Paul, Austin. Uh, anything else you'd like to share about our hosts for this conference coming up September 8th through the 10th in Austin? Yeah, I, I, I think this is just a wonderful idea that Cantor Mueller has had and that the Church has sponsored. And I'm I a unique perspective for this, because I've done things at St. Paul's for years. Um, I've really been blessed by um, their previous pastors and their musicians, um, the, uh, Kathy and Robert Ochterberg, Fred Gersh. They've all done a great job of uh, promoting good music, and I've enjoyed participating there. So Jonathan Mueller has only been Minister of Music there since... Um, 2019, and uh, Pastor Wolf Mueller is also new. So this is their first conference there, but 
and, and, and they're working really hard. I was down in Austin on Monday talking to Cantor Mueller about uh, details such as handouts and that sort of thing, and they're working very diligently. But I've experienced their the congregation's hospitality. They, they have a cafeteria with a great meal set up. Um, the church is beautiful. They have great ho- great hosting facilities. So um, it, it'll, it'll be a wonderful event. All right, let's talk about the food then, since you brought it up. Yes, thank you. So uh, I've been waiting to talk about this the whole time. Uh, it says on the schedule that there's going to be breakfast tacos on Saturday. That what? sounds absolutely delicious. And I did a vicarage in Texas, so I know a little bit about this. Kalajis will be served. Yes. <laughs> yes. You're going to have to explain for us non-Texans. Well, I, I don't know. Actually, I, there's some controversy about this, so I don't really want to get in trouble. But it's a Czech tradition. That's right. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Yes. All right, Benjamin, anything else? Uh, we have about two minutes left. Anything else you'd like for us to well, know about the conference? Uh, that's... Well, uh, Sean mentioned the uh, banquet, and um, Dr. Scott Hislop, um, he's the new minister of music at Zion, and he's a, he's a well-known composer and speaker and author, and he's going to be the banquet speaker talking about food on Friday night. Before my hymn festival, I'm probably not going to be eating at that point, but his topic <laughs> is going to be being faithful to our vocations before, during, after the pandemic, and anything else the world might throw after us. So I'm really excited to hear him speak. Now, you mentioned not being not eating during the hymn festival, but talk to Dr. Hislop. He did once did like a 24-hour, remember that? Was, yep, 24-hour 24 24 hymn marathon. I think he played, played through the whole Lutheran service book. I'm pretty sure, and I, I'm not sure how he made it through, because I don't think he took breaks for eating. It so was he like might have some, <laughs> He might have some tips on how to do that uh, during a mealtime. Uh, how, to, how to find out more about the, the conference and how to register. I believe you can go to stpaulaustin.org and find out uh, both the schedule as well as online registration and uh, affordable uh, uh, registration fee. Very good. And it's in Austin? Austin, Texas. I think it's on, oh, I don't know where it is. I'll let the native Texan tell us. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in pretty much north of downtown on Red River. Real, real easy to get to. A fun city, lots of great things to do, and I mean, you get to go to St. Paul, wonderful place, yeah. and a uh, wonderful congregation, and, and a great lineup of speakers, again, Chaplain Denzer, Brian, uh, Pastor Brian Wolfmiller, Dr. Elizabeth Grimpo, who was also a classmate of mine, um, Dr. Scott <laughs> Hislop, and uh, Cantor, Benjamin Kologi, and Dr. Timothy Shoemaker, and I, it sounds like you have more as well. Uh, it sounds like a, just a fantastic opportunity for learning and growing for pastors and church musicians. Our guest today... Cantor Benjamin Kologi, member of Faith Lutheran in Plano and author of Joyful Singing, A Story of Texas Lutheran Music. Cantor Kologi, thanks so much for being our guest today on The Coffee Hour. You're welcome. Thank you. And the Reverend Sean Denzer, Director of Worship for the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod Chaplain for us here at the International Center. Thank you so much. Thanks, friends. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.